Happy, happy Friday, and welcome to the Spirit Stories edition of the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. I have a really cool story to share with you today, and this story is really about like life purpose, living every single day, you know, like just the ins and outs of everyday life, and it revolves around three questions. And I'm going to give you the three questions right now so that you can start thinking about how you would answer these three questions. All right, let's get to them. The first question is, what is the most important time? Hmm. Like the most important time of your life, most important time that your life has been, or is the most important time of your life in the future? Is it something that you're looking forward to doing? A vacation or something really fun that you're looking forward to doing? All right, number two is who is the most important person? And I know some of us might be, you know, wondering, oh, maybe it's this person or maybe it's that person, you know, like maybe it's my husband, maybe it's my son. I don't know. So maybe you have two very important people or maybe you have way more than that. Or maybe honestly, you know, maybe that most important person transitioned and now you guys have a unique relationship. The number three question is, what is the most important thing to do? So is that like what's on your to-do list right now the most important thing? Or is the most important thing to do is to get a house or get married? Or is it to have your children or have your children grow up to be, you know, wonderful men and women? All right, so think about those three questions and I'm going to start the story now. Once there lived a king, he had everything he wished for. But one fine day, three questions came across his mind. The questions were, what is the most important time? Who is the most important person? What is the most important thing to do? He became pretty restless, and to try to find out the answers, he went to his ministers and asked the questions. The ministers, after listening to his questions, replied, Oh, your holiness, the most important time is the time you became king. To his next question, they replied, You are the most important person, because you're the king. And to the last question, they replied, King, Please expand your kingdom. It is the most important thing to do. But the answers he got didn't satisfy him. Realizing this, the chief minister got worried as now his new job was in danger. So he suggested to the king that the sage who lives in the mountain on the edge of the kingdom would be able to help him. The chief minister knew these questions were deep questions and that only the sage could answer them. The next day, the king goes along with his 20 soldiers and reached the mountain by the dusk. He thought it would be inappropriate to meet the sage with so many soldiers, so he ordered them to stay there, and he started to climb alone. As he reached the top, he got very tired, but somehow he reached the cave where the sage was meditating, so he waited for him to complete the meditation. But as he was waiting for him to complete the meditation... It took three long hours, and so he decided that he would spend the night there, and in the morning, he would ask the questions to the sage. So he put down his turban, sword, and he went to sleep. The next morning, he woke up with the sunlight streaming in the cave with beautiful bird song and fresh air. He got up and rubbed his eyes to see the sage was not there. 
So he walked out of the cave and went along the edge of a cliff to see the glorious sight. He could see the whole kingdom from there. He was amazed to see his glorious kingdom, and the beautiful sight brought a huge smile on his face. In his palace every morning was so different. The first thing he always got was bad news, and all of his ministers and spies would come and tell him what was going on and the tension. Tension, tension. But as he was standing there on the edge of the cliff and admiring his kingdom, his heart just connected and realized that why he was the king and he was there to serve all these people. But then he realized someone patting him on the shoulder. The king turned around to see the sage standing there. He had the king's sword pointing at him, looking deeply into the king's eyes. And the sage said, King, tell me, what is the most important time? Who is the most important person? And what is the most important thing to do? These three questions hit the king and a twinkle comes into his eyes. The sage realizes this man has got it. And so he puts down a sword and says, King, now you can go and rule your kingdom. That's the story. Wow. I know that sounds like really like like a really fun story, but it kind of like leaves a little bit of a cliffhanger um, at the end. So this is up for discussion. Like, why do you think that the sage said, oh yeah, King, you totally got it. And we're going to look into a couple of those things, right? Because the first question was, what was the most important time? And in this, the king realized that every morning he was starting off, you know, living in, you know, the past with the things that have happened with his kingdom and the things that created the turmoil. But then he also realized, too, that the future does not exist yet, especially if you're being held at sword point, if you will. Right. And it's like the only time that we truly have is now. It's like the king like took a page out of the Eckhart Tolle book, right? So this story is trying to say that the most important time is now because only now exists. We live in a constant state of a world of where things have just happened and some things have not yet happened, right? We're always in that stage. So we only have now, All right? Who is the most important person? And it's really funny too, because you think like, okay, am I the most important person then? Because I am me, right? So that's awesome, you know, like, so maybe it's myself. But then as the king was being held at sword point, it was like, wow, the most important person is actually the person that I'm with because I have this guy who is like holding an, a sword at me who could kill me at any moment. So he's definitely the most important person. But the thing is, is that like maybe the day that I get married, maybe that's going to be the most important person because that's the most important person in my world at the time because that's what matters is whoever you are with at that moment, they are the most important person. So if you are by yourself, then you are the most important person. But if you are with your husband, if you're with your child or your children, whoever it is, they are the most important person at that time. All right. And the number third question is, what is the most important thing to do? And I'm going to read this and I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's from medium.com. And it says, remember, before the sage came, the king felt tremendous love and care for his kingdom. The most important thing to do is to love and care. Be more 
kind. And I do love that they are quoting, quoting the Dalai Lama here. And it says, the Dalai Lama has asked, you know, what religion are you? And he replied, my religion is kindness. And I love how it says, live in the present, give your 100% to the person you're with and become kind and caring. That is all that is needed in life. So the most important thing to do, and I've heard this from spirit guides, from past loved ones and angels, the most important thing to do is to spread love because that is why we are here. We are here to leave the world with more love than we found it. So we can, you know, spread love by making other people's days happier, you know, by paying attention to them, by living in the moment, by, you know, maybe donating or giving your time, your energy to people. And it's supposed to make you feel good, right? Not, you don't want to feel resentment, you know, doing too much for someone, but it could just also be making your choices, your daily choices from a place of love other than fear. Okay. So I hope that you love that, but I'm not done. I want to give you another story that I have lived by for years and years and years and years and I actually did a painting of this story and it's the story of the strawberry so here we go it's a very quick story but it's very powerful there was this man who was being chased right he was being chased by a tiger and Actually, yeah, he was being chased by a tiger and he was scared for his life and he was running and racing through the, the woods and all of a sudden he comes to the edge of a cliff and he sees this vine and so he's like, oh, perfect. I will go ahead and I'll grab the vine and I'll start climbing down from the vine and then the tiger won't be able to get me. So as he starts climbing down the vine, he was like, oh my God, there's another tiger at the bottom, right? And then when he looked up, there was a tiger at the top and he was like, oh my God, there's a tiger at the top. There's a tiger at the bottom. What am I going to do? And that's when the unthinkable happened. Two mice, a black mouse and a white mouse started coming towards his vine and they started eating it, right? They started nibbling on it little by little by little to where this man knew that he was going to die. There was, there was no way around it, right? Like they were definitely going to be able to eat through this vine and then he would fall to his death and be mauled and eaten by the tiger below. But in the midst of all of this, he's like looking around and he's not really sure what to do. He looks over and on the edge of this cliff, right within his arm reach is this strawberry. And he reaches over and he grabs the strawberry and it looks beautiful, right? This is probably one of the most beautiful strawberries you've ever seen in your life. So crispy red, you know, can see the seeds, beautiful, right? And as he takes a bite of it, he's like, oh my God, this is one of, this is like the most delicious strawberry that I ever had in my life. And he savors the strawberry. He loves the strawberry. And he just takes it all in. That is the most delicious strawberry ever. And so you might be wondering, like, okay, like, what's going on? What is this? Well, the tiger at the top who is chasing you is the past. The tiger represents the past. And as you grab the vine, and you can see yourself as this man going down the edge of the cliff, the vine is your lifeline. And then the tiger who is at the bottom represents the future. So yes, we are all going to transition one day from this life and we're all stuck on this vine and the black and the white mouse represents night and day and every single day, night and day, 
you know, your lifeline is being eaten, right? It's being eaten. You don't know how much time you have left because at any moment that lifeline can just let go and you're going to be transitioned. And we can see that it's not as a bad thing, right? Because we know that we live on and that kind of stuff. And so the strawberry represents the present moment. The strawberry represents the now. And that's all we can really truly do is enjoy this beautiful moment that we have in this life. All the little baby beautiful moments that we have. And even the bad moments, you know what I mean? Really feeling all those feelings. You know, normally in our spirit bodies, if you will, without this human body that we're in, we can't feel those feelings. So, you know, I know we're going to appreciate it a lot more when we transfer to the other side and we're like, yes, I remember feeling anger and I remember feeling sadness and stuff, but we can't feel it without these human bodies. So it's actually quite an interesting thing. I'm not sure to say it's a good thing because I, I hate feeling sad and I hate feeling angry and stuff like that, but we can't feel it except for now and here where we are. So this weekend, I really would like to invite you to notice the little strawberries that are in your life, noticing the little things that you can really enjoy, you know, maybe even having a strawberry, enjoying in the present moment or enjoying your food more or trying to, you know, really be present with your family and your kids and your friends and your coworkers. And it's just something else to think about that. You know, when we go back to the other side and we don't know when our you know, name is going to be called and that kind of thing, right? We're not going to be able to enjoy these little things. And, you know, over there on the other side, everything is perfect and everything is wonderful and nothing ever dies and nothing ever suffers. But the thing is, is that, you know, one example I always have to think about is flowers, right? So when you're on the other side, there's perfect. All these flowers are beautiful and they never die and you can pick them to your heart's content and they're always perfect. You know what I mean? They never die, all that jazz. But now when we come here and we see a flower, it is so incredibly delicate. It's so vulnerable. And so, you know, I feel like sometimes we appreciate it a little bit more. Because it's not perfect. Because, you know what I mean, it can go at any time and it can die or it can be eaten or whatever like that. So now we're appreciating it more over here on the other side than on the other side where everything is always perfect and hunky-dory. So I'd like you to think about that this weekend. I hope that you love these stories. I hope that it gave you something to think about. And I just really hope that maybe it made your day a little bit brighter and will hopefully make your weekend a little bit happier. All right. I will see you on Sunday for coffee and cards. So I'll be live into the Rise Into Your Power group, hopefully, and also Heather Danielle Psychic Medium on Facebook for the card reading. So grab your cup of joe, and we're also allowing people to drink tea now. So I will be seeing you there. Take care.